Hello and welcome to another edition of Ignite Your Ultimate Success podcast. And I am joined by Mr. Brad Davis, Trainer HQ Coach Extraordinaire. How are you, Bradley? I'm good. I'm going well. Thank you, sir. Excited to be here. They got the, the two Bs, haven't they, today? The double Bs. B1 and B2. <laughs> Who's we B1? Know. Rocket. Um, mate, would you like to be today? Yeah, 100%. I'll, I'll give you the honours. I'm yeah, happy with that. Yep, yep. Thank and you, I'll be B2. Thank you. All right. So today, exciting chat because um, we've got, uh, you know, not only us, me and you have experienced this, but we've got a bucket load of our clients at Trainer HQ who have now moved to the next stage in business where they are taking on a trainer, um, starting to leverage, starting to build a team and so forth. Correct. Yes, correct. Yep. And uh, what we've uh, had the discussion with many of them about is the concept of, of you know, should the business owner uh, take full responsibility for the selling of the PT sessions or should the trainers do it or how, how should that sort of lay out? So today what we're going to do is me and you are going to chat a bit about that and we're going to sort of share a few of our experiences. Mm. Um, so, mate, I guess first things first, look, you, you know, what is your your first sort of opinion on it and, and, you know, from what you've observed from all the clients you coach, what, what do you think have you seen working well? So that's a really good concept and it's a really good question. I'm excited to uh, dive in and, and break it down. Mm. There's there's multiple ways to do it. That's what I've learned over, over my journey. There's multiple ways to do it. Mm. We have clients in THQ that are doing different uh, different ways and different methods mm. at BDPT. So at BDPT, we've got nine coaches. Nine coaches, yep, yep. Some of those guys want to sell. Some of those guys wanted to sell. They wanted to learn about it. They wanted to be better. They wanted to drive their business. They're subcontractors. Uh, yep. So they wanted to drive their business. Other guys at BDPT, they're not interested in it. They don't mm. want to sell. They're happy rocking up to the gym, doing their sessions, and then going home. That's just what they enjoy doing. So we actually found that uh, we have we have two types of personalities and two types of people, and we found that when we tried to push people to sell that didn't want to sell, it wasn't really having a, a positive outcome. Mm. When we taught people that, that wanted to learn, that wanted to sell, when we when we started coaching them on it, it really had a quite a positive outcome. Mm. So, I mean, in summary, I mean, there's more to unpack here, but in yep. summary at BDPT, we've got different personality types, different people, mm. some wanting to sell, some not wanting to sell. So we coach the people that want to be coached and we allow the, the PTs that want to come and just PTs to do exactly that. Yeah, gotcha. Makes hundred percent sense. And one thing you said, which uh, really stood out for me, was going the type of person that turns up. Um, you know, a lot of them who who start to work for somebody else, typically, and this is a I'm generalizing the profile, but it's typically the person who doesn't want to run their own business. Uh, they're the person who. They don't want to pay a gym rent. They see the, the they think of the concept of paying two hundred and fifty three three hundred and fifty bucks a week is overwhelming. They're the type of person who doesn't really have a, a lead gen strategy or maybe that's skilled in sales and therefore consequently when you're starting to build a team of trainers, they're the type of um, ideal people you can look for, right? Mm, yeah. So then you go, all right, well, if these people fit into that category, am I trying to force them into becoming suddenly a salesperson where they've, they've stuck their hand up right from the beginning to say it's probably not my jam anyway? Yeah. Um, and within that, so, you know, the, the next part comes is to go, well, hold on, there may be some people, like you said at BDPT, you've had some of the trainers who have done that. We had the same thing at Peak Physique. So when we built our team of trainers, I took care of probably 80% of the sales. 
And then I had, you know, probably two, maybe three over mm. the years of, of other trainers who had expressed interest in it and had some talent or some skill and so forth. And therefore, consequently, that, that load got shared. But uh, ultimately... What it meant is that I, I, I wasn't responsible for 100% of it. I was responsible for a large portion of it. But, it, you know, that part there, can we shed some light on, you know, you know ha- what we typically do, the conversation we might have with typical Trainer HQ clients when they're, doing, when they're going through this process? Yeah, so when they start building a team, I'm just writing down a couple of names of, of my, pers- my clients at THQ that have gone through this process. And mm. I think... A, a conversation that comes up at the start is, okay, what do you need this person to be doing? What is the most important thing you need this person to be doing? I'm looking at these names and a lot of the time to start mm. off, it's mm. you just want to get them comfortable into a personal training role. You just want them to retain clients. So if you're signing up clients, if you're mm. signing up potential clients and clients, generating the lead, taking them through that system mm. and building your business, all you want your, your coach, your new coach to do is train that client to a very high standard so that they love the experience, they have nothing but great things to say about it, and they want to stay on board. Client so, retention so is important. T- yeah, turn up and do a bloody great job. Yep. yep. Once they get comfortable at that stage, you discover that your client retention is excellent. You, you discover that you know things are, are moving forward really well. I'm not sure what that time frame would be. It might be three months, it might be six months, it might be who knows. But Depending then, upon the person. Yeah, correct. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, and depending on the stage of the business, probably a couple of things. Uh, I believe that the conversation might be had down the track and you might say, hey, you know, things are doing really well. Were mm. you interested mm. in uh, in moving forward and maybe generating your own leads and, and making your own sales? So I believe that the conversation, to answer your question, the conversation mm. that happens at the very start is, okay, what do you need this trainer to be doing? Michael, uh, Michael Stewart, um, in, based down in New South Wales, he yeah. comes into mind right now. He's just brought a trainer on board uh, and he, he's basically, we had that conversation and he was, he was getting his guy to sell straight away yeah so eugene his trainer he was getting his trainer to sell straight away and we mm. had the conversation and we decided that it's actually not necessary we just need him to get into the gym but get comfortable with training clients mm. that's the most important thing right now yeah yeah i love it and uh, <clears throat> there's a couple of bits to it so if we if we explore first of all you know potentially limiting beliefs or false beliefs or things that could block people from doing it so first things first i'm the business owner brad i run my personal training business i bring a trainer on board uh, a fear or a limiting belief might be if I teach my trainer to sell and they become good at it, mm. well, they might want to leave, right? They yeah. might not need the, the the security and the comfort. So what's the discussion we have around that? <laughs> exactly that. Uh, me and Car- Carolina North, uh, you, we've had that exact discussion. If we coach our coaches to be really good and do all the things that is necessary to not only build but maintain a successful fitness business, are we just upskilling them enough for them to go and do their own thing? It, it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. I feel if I look back on on my time at BDPT, I, I just always wanted to make sure my coaches were engaged and stimulated. If I was always coaching and teaching them something they were learning and the, and the group vibe was excellent, yeah. we've got guys that have been selling for BDPT and selling for their own business for going on two years. They've been with us for three-plus years. So I, I feel like... Yeah, like teaching them sales and teaching them how to run their own business is going to be beneficial to your business as a whole, but Mm. there needs to be more. You need to be constantly engaging, educating, stimulating their brain so that they know that there's much more to come. Yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm hearing too is the abundance mentality because – you know, the the reality is is that when you start hiring trainers and start building your business and start scaling, 
somebody may leave. It could happen, mm. you know. I think over the years, you know, of, at, at our peak, I had 13 trainers at Peak Physique. Uh, over the years, I'd hired many trainers and and some people leave. It's the reality yeah. of, of growing a business. I had yeah. some people who were with me for three or four years and turned around and said, Brad, mate, it's been a great experience. I loved every minute of it, but I'll, I'm, I think I'm ready to go and do my thing now, you know, and it's not up to me to control, stop them or do any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, you're exactly right. The abundance mentality says, well, it's now the synergistic um you know, complementary part where we go, all right, well, if I can upskill this person, person A, I can upskill person B, then they're contributing, they're growing personally, they're assisting to grow our business. And I'm also getting some evidence that, hey, <laughs> once again, this thing is not 100% reliant upon me because mm. if I'm the business owner and I want to go away for two weeks holiday and I'm the only person who's doing the sales, well, what happens to the sales at that point in time? Yeah. <laughs> There's none happening. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's I'm, I'm just agreeing with everything that you're saying, there, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then let's say we then move over and go. All right, let's now start to educate. Like we've both done. We've both been in this spot before, um, and we know that it works. And we know that it's a possibility. We know that people aren't going to um, jump ship and, and and open up next door and all that sort of stuff. Your business is not going to fall apart. Let's say, we do, what are some, some of the steps that we could do to, to help educate as we do with some of our, our people at Trainer HQ on what the process they need to do to upskill their, their people? Yeah, if I understand the question correctly, it's, it's what can we do with our coaches to make sure they stay on board? It's stay on board and also learn, uh, learn a, a process or a system to make it a win-win. Yeah, so mm. so it basically making sure that the coach is always stimulated and educated. So it's much more than sales. It's about lead gen. It's about marketing techniques. It's about client retention. There's so many more things that your coaches can be learning about your business and their business to keep them stimulated and always working on something, always looking forward to achieving something. That's one of the main mentalities we've kind of had in BDPT. So sales was one portion of it, and, and we mm. would have a sales folder so to speak that everyone mm. would follow but they would have the opportunity to personalize that folder mm. they could have their before and afters at the start their client testimonials their story their mm. vision of their business their their values of, of their business so they could personalize this sales folder and now sales you know it became really fun for them because they mm. could have the the template that we had but they could personalize that template so they could they could fully take their that sales kind of by the balls, so to speak, and just treat that whole system as their own. We're talking about sales. There's there's so many other things. There's lead generation as well. So there's all these lead gen techniques that we can constantly be focusing on. The way we do it at BDPT, and I've actually brought that system into our THQ clients as well, is kind of every month you want to have a, a real focus on, on one source of lead gen. So maybe it might be a small business networking so every week you would go out and, and build a network or, or a relationship with a small business, or maybe two small businesses every week for four weeks. That takes up a month. And over that month, there's going to be new learnings. There's going to be new education, mm. new opportunities. Love it. The next month, you could put a drop box in. Maybe you might have two, three, four drop boxes in your gym, small businesses, other areas around. That's another month. That's you know something else, more learnings, more education, more opportunities. The next month, you might do something else. You might have flyers. You might have. Uh, you might even do an internal business system, like a referral system. How many of your clients can can refer their friends or family to come in? So that's another month. Now we're talking about three months, and yeah. then you can either backtrack to that. So there's so many things on lead gen that you can work on. Then client retention comes into it. There's so many things. So I guess what I'm saying is, 
what we did at BDPT was just make sure that we were always educating our coaches. There was always something next that they had to be focusing on. And from their perspective, they're sitting there and they're getting this excellent education. They're mm. enjoying the process. They're building their business. They're seeing their figures go up. They're learning. They're feeling more confident, more comfortable in business. And and that's the process that we took. And that's the learnings to answer your question that, that we took at BDPT. Love and, it. And, and have implemented into THQ clients as well. Yeah, so many um, gold nuggets in that that you just spoke about. One of them, you mentioned the word a couple of times of they're running their business. Um, and my understanding of how you, you, you word that is they're running uh, a business underneath the roof of your business, right? That's yep. the that's yep. the philosophy, that's the concept. Yeah, it is. And yeah. just to touch on that a little bit more, they're subcontractors. So they've got their own ABN, they've got their own Facebook page, their own Instagram page. Mm. And what we found with that is when they're running their own business, it's underneath the umbrella of our business, right? When they're running their own business as a subby, they're, they're motivated, their name's on it, their face is on it, and they want to be doing well. We find, well, probably heading back to my trader years, you have people on an hourly rate and, and no disrespect for the, the uh, employee model because I've actually got uh, a client, Katrina Stacey, that's, that's making that employee model work very well out of a fitness first in New South Wales. But we found that having, my, me personally, I found that having uh, people on a, an hourly rate, they didn't have that real kind of connection with their business. They weren't driving. This is just personally what I found. So, you know, the subcontractor was building their business underneath the umbrella and that's just the model that, that we went with. Yeah, it's a great terminology. And for anyone, I, I think it extends to someone who's contractor, someone in an employee model or whatever to go treat uh, this role like it's your business, mm. you know, and the most successful people are, are going to do that. The other part I heard from you is it's more like it's a two-way street. So as the parent company building a personal training business your job's going to be out there sourcing more leads sourcing more clients building the business but at the same time the most successful trainers that you have on your team are the ones that not only service and train the clients that you bring into the business and supply them with but have the ability to attract new people into the company as well yes and that's where it becomes the win-win philosophy and the 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 best people do that and therefore you have an incentive based system for that as well and then the last thing I heard when you said about the display folder, which is amazing. I love how you got, um, you know, you got some old school methods in there, mate, which yeah. I really love for such a, a for such a new school, school yeah. guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, I, I love the display folder and really whatever version of that. So that that part right there, that's a system, and this part's for anybody listening to this going. Well, I'm building my fitness business, and I've got a, a dedicated sales process. Whether you have a physical location, you can have a physical display folder in there. We've got client testimonials. We've got all that stuff to personalize it. Or you have a a slide deck, Google Slides, whatever it might be that you present over an iPad or a laptop. That part's critical because what it means is that when you do have team members that start learning this process and start to sell and so forth, well, it's not relying upon their personality. It's not relying upon their charisma what it is dependent upon is having a really good system in the place. And so therefore what happens is the display folder, the right words, the right scripting, the right questioning or the um, Google slides, whatever it might be, that's the part that assists in this process mm. and, and being able to display all this. And and for anyone in a fitness business, I mean, we still, you know, we get to meet thousands of trainers every year through here at Trainer HQ. Still, I meet trainers who are having an initial consultation with somebody, whether you're tra- hiring trainers or not, and still don't have a dedicated sales system yeah. and getting to the end of it. And I said, well, what happens when you get to talk about the price? And they go, well, I just tell them it's, you know, it's like 75 bucks, you know, and 
yeah, it might be working, but is there a best practice, a better way to do it? Yeah, so so many good things in that. And I believe it actually comes back to the mentality of are you giving your coaches and stimulating them enough and giving them enough education that they want to stay on board? If you just say, hey, guys, you've got to sell to this person, you've got to consult, go for it. Yeah, Make sure you all the best. It. All the best, you know. <laughs> Fingers uh, crossed. Yeah, the hope plan. <laughs> so, so that's – and they're probably thinking, well, God, I'm doing this my own. I could probably just go and do this on my own and get mm. all the money, you mm. know, and just mm. run my own business. Whereas what B-Rad is saying is if you have a template, if you've ha- had a script and a, and a proven system that works – I've touched on it. The guys at BDPT were able to personalize this system to their business. But if you give them a, a, a snapshot of a successful sales folder or a slideshow presentation, it becomes much easier for them. And, and then they can focus on really important touch points to hit at certain parts of the, the sales consultation. For example, with, with my clients at Trainer HQ and something that I really made sure that I got right, the first 10 to 15 minutes, and I know we touch on this in the Pathway to Profits, the first 10 to 15 minutes of a, of a sales consultation is just connecting with that person, right? It's just making them feel comfortable because they've come into a, a new and possibly scary situation in mm, place that they're mm. not comfortable in. It's emotionally connecting with that person. It's finding out what's going on in their life right now. If they've got this slideshow presentation that they don't even have to think about that side of it now, the mm. prices, everything, they don't need to remember everything that's right there mm. you can now dive into the very important parts of a sales presentation that need to be touched on that so many fitness professionals don't do no discredit to themselves they're just uneducated yeah absolutely and um you know ask the right questions get people to open up and people's most favorite thing to talk about is themselves, themselves. of course <laughs> <laughs> so um from there let's say that we've got the system happening and so i guess what we're, we're sort of breaking it down now is maybe three different models um Model A is the business company director, owner of the PT company, takes control of 100% of the sales. Mm. So we explored a few of the pros and cons there. Uh, obviously, if you're in control of it, you know what's happening, where the, where, where the clients are moving, all the rest of it. You get to meet the clients. The other thing I found is that as our business grew and we took on more clients, it, part of that process, it was really nice to actually be able to meet that person on day one and, yep. and take them through the process. Yep. However... <clears throat> the limitations are that it is 100% reliant upon you. Somebody wants to come in for a consult at 7 p.m. and you're you're no longer available at that time, then that may be challenging. You want to go away on a holiday, you, you know that there's going to be no sales made in that time, yep. Absolutely. We go to the next level, we go, okay, you, uh, you own a, a portion of it, 50% of it, 70% of it, whatever you decide that might look like, and then you, you handpick or you educate the right people to come through the ranks and skill them up to be able to do it. And and I guess what I'd say is that's what I did, that's what you did, mm. and for many of our clients at Trainer HQ, that's probably the most common model that we're seeing. I would say, yeah. Um, so we'd, we'd strongly recommend it, but it is dependent upon having a system. And if you don't have a system in place, then it's it's going to be challenging yep. for anyone to do it. If we go to the next level, and this, this was – this is one I, I find really fascinating because we have had clients move down this path as well. And that's to go, well, now what I do is I completely remove myself from doing any of the sales and I, I, I rely upon my team to do it or potentially an external sales uh, consultation person or something like that. So let's let's chat about that for a minute because that part I find really exciting. Mm, totally removing yourself from the business and the yeah. sales is done by someone else internally. Yeah. Yep. Now, now you've uh, you've had an experience of doing that, moving from uh, Western Australia over to Queensland. So I guess you sort of had to go through that process as well? Yeah, correct. Yeah, absolutely. And and it, it is kind of – Jace describes it as like the pinnacle of, of being a business owner. If you can create a business and totally – 
remove yourself mm. while it still continues to run as normal but grows as well that's kind of the pinnacle of of owning a business and and there's a there's a portion of me that massively agrees with that as well and i've been very fortunate enough to experience that myself and something that you just touched on brad having the right people mm. in the right places with the right systems so the right people, the right places, the right systems is critical in this. And um, we also were the, chatting about this earlier and incentivizing. So let's say you do have trainers selling for you, then there is an opportunity to put in some sort of uh, commission, compensation, incentive or something to try and excite them to want to make the sale as well. Mm, correct. Yeah. Um, and from that perspective, I guess your business, you get to decide anyone who's putting this in place. So it might be, okay, we, we place a dollar value on it. So we go, okay, the... Let's say that uh, there was a, a sale made and, and I figure out the lifetime value of a client because we've got a 12-week minimum and, and we know that if people are training at least once a week, we know that there's going to be a minimum investment of a certain amount of money. Therefore, I'm prepared to hand over a, a small portion of that. You guys had, was it 50 bucks? Yeah, correct. Yep. 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 $50 for a sale. All right. So then I go, okay, so if I'm a trainer now working under... BDPT or whatever organization it is, okay, if I make one, two, three sales consults, well, there's another 150 bucks I just made that week. Now, uh, you know, this is where the team extends even further because, hey, I might sign somebody up but realize that person wants 6 a.m. on a Tuesday. I can't service that and I hand it over to another trainer and I've done the consult i've made the money um but you know so that's where the abundance mentality kicks in as well mm, absolutely we've got another method that i'd love to touch on as well we mm. have a a a starters fee so if they wanted to get starters started with our personal training at bdpt we have a starters fee so and and the value add is is critical here so to get started on our personal training program which is our tippy top shelf mm. they get access to training programs uh nutrition programs access to our vip page you know 24 7 guidance support all the value add and the value stack that we talk about in the pathway to profits get that right the value of them starting on this may be upwards of 200 250 300 dollars sometimes mm. so if you explain that and say to get started with us today is just a 50 dollars 50 dollar fee um the way if you sell that correctly and if you if you add value correctly and explain that correctly we've never had any resistance they kind of go yep cool fifty dollars is excellent value for what i receive yep now talking about what going back to what you were talking about mm. if one of my coaches sell that potential client that client into their business mm. we can just pass that fifty dollar fee straight on to them so Perfect. it doesn't actually cost us yep. any money so that's just another way to to do it and it works very streamlined in, in bdpt yeah Great. Love it. Love it. So many options that I'm, I'm sure we could sit here and, and brainstorm this all day, but we've, we've, you know, we've unpacked, I guess, the three main models that we see. The, the, the biggest thing here, and now going back to, we're just launching our, our high performers guide to creating a successful business where we showcase 30 of our top trainers that have come through the, the train HQ program. And the statistics tells us that inside that group, over 90% of them have hired at least one trainer mm. or more. So it's definitely one of the strategies to success. I realise it's not for everybody. However, what we can tell you firsthand is that we've both been there, done it, and we've seen multiple clients now be able to do it, start to take that first step and start to move from just solo independent trainer into what's classified as a business owner where you have systems, you have processes, you have people that contribute to working for you which means that you're not 100 responsible for 100 of the revenue or income so it's a powerful model anyone who wants to get their hands on that high performance guide wherever you're watching this whether you're listening to it 
on Spotify, YouTube, whatever it might be, just just hit us up, message us, and we'll get that across to you, that gold. guide to you immediately. So Pure gold. Yep, yep, yep. All right, anything that we need to add, or do you reckon we've got it sorted? I think we've covered quite a bit. I think we've covered quite a bit. I think in summary, you know, there's multiple ways to do this. There's multiple ways to make this work. I think the, the most important thing is, you know, that you put the right people in mm. the right positions. You have the right systems in place and everybody has the right mentality i believe that these things can move forward quite easily and love, quite it, enjoyably. love it love it mr brad davis thank you very much sir thanks for joining us thank you everybody thanks, guys and we'll be signing off for another edition of Ult- ignite your ultimate success podcast yeah <laughs>